Hello, hello, Melanie Flower here, your host of the Self-Belief School podcast. Today's episode is a recording of a masterclass that I presented recently called How to Shine When You're an Introvert. Now, if you class yourself as an introvert or maybe an HSP or an empath, then this episode is for you. And I want you to start looking at yourself in a slightly different way. And better way. So hopefully this will change your perspective about what it means to be an introvert and what you can do to fully embrace your qualities and absolutely shine. Today we're talking about how to shine when you're an introvert and I just wanted to go over the different types of people who might class themselves as an introvert so first of all I want to say a little bit about HSPs and that stands for highly sensitive person so an HSP has a highly sensitive nervous system and it's just a subset of our population who are more sensitive than the others and they tend to notice subtle sights sounds smells and feelings more than other people And they may struggle with loud noises, crowds and bright lights. Yes, it's me, definitely. I don't know if you can resonate with that too. It doesn't mean shyness, introversion or inhibition, but many HSPs, as we will see, are introverts. But HSPs can become frazzled because their brains process so much input because they are so sensitive. And this sort of frazzling doesn't really affect non-HSPs, okay? So introverts is another class of people. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean shy or unsociable. Introverts tend to get drained quickly in social situations and they need plenty of time alone in order to recharge their energy. And that sort of is one of the main definitions of being an introvert. You're okay with people, but then you do need to recharge. And I worked with people who thought they were extroverts, but when they realized that they could only cope with so much social interaction, they needed time to recharge. And because of that, um, they often prefer to stay in or spend time with one or two people rather than a big group. Big groups can be overwhelming, uncomfortable, stressful for introverts. And they just simply don't feel as rewarded by socialising. And as a result, they get worn out in those situations relatively quickly. The third group of people that I want to uh, talk about is empaths. Empaths are extremely aware of the emotions of those around them. This is probably a group that you probably know quite a lot about. Empaths would say they're not just noticing others' feelings. The experience is often more one of absorbing their emotions. And it's as if empaths feel others' emotions right alongside them. Now, these three groups, really, there is a lot of overlap. And empaths can be introverts or extroverts. About 70% of HSPs are introverts. And for the purposes of this talk today, I'm going to lump them all together because they share a lot of qualities. And by and large, they I'm going to talk about them as if they're the same thing. Okay, and I'm going to use the terms interchangeably. All right. So I wonder if you have identified or resonated with any of those groups of people yourself. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about some introvert superpowers because I truly believe that um, introverts, HSPs, empaths, 
they have traits and their superpowers and I'd like them to be recognized as such. So first of all, reading the room. Um, introverts, introverts can be very good at picking up the vibe of people in a group or you know one-on-one -on -one. you can tell if someone is not being sincere if they're not comfortable if they're worried about something or frightened I mean I used to think that that was normal and everybody can do that but they can't so if you can pick up on how someone is feeling or indeed if there's a group or a room and you sort of just feel that something's off or you can feel that there's sadness or what have you, that is a superpower and not everybody can do that. So, and listening is another um, introvert superpower. Often introverts are very good at listening because they're not garrulous, talkative. They can take in and process what someone is saying at a very deep level, which is very attractive to a lot of people. And compassion. So similarly, listening, understanding people and compassion as one of the introvert superpowers and insensitivity. You know, not everybody is as sensitive, certainly not as an HSP. And it's, it's a value, a valuable trait to have. OK, and not everyone has it. And as such, many introverts make very good healers. People like being around them because of their listening and their compassion. And it can actually be healing to many people. What a great thing. And, you know, these superpowers need to be allowed to flourish. But it can be difficult, difficult for us in our culture because being busy is praised. You know, it's that, that this sort of modern way of your worth is tied to how busy you are. That doesn't work for a lot of sensitive people, you know, rushing and being busy can be extremely stressful. So if you're not falling into that category of, yeah, being busy is great, I love it. You know, you can feel a little bit like an outsider in our culture. And solitude can be very hard to come by. And that is something that a lot of introverts really need to feed their souls and so that they can shine. Things like intuition and trusting your gut is something that can be belittled in our modern culture today. You know, we're told to trust science and technology and any kind of intuitive feelings that people might have. That's not often seen as a good enough reason to make decisions. Whereas, actually, I think it's one of the best ways you can make decisions is to use your gut and your intuition. But broadly, that sort of thing is belittled in our culture, so that makes it more difficult for us. And a lot of the media that we're exposed to is actually designed to make us feel stressed and afraid, which really, for a sensitive person, an introvert, is not very pleasant at all. You know, that can really stress our nervous systems. And you might agree that socialising is broadly set up for extroverts, you know, big parties, big groups. I find myself, if I want to, I'm, I much prefer socialising in smaller groups or one-on-one, -on -one, and I have to make an effort to make sure that happens because extroverts are sort of the majority, I would say, and it doesn't always, socialising is not set up for introverts. And being good at small talk is something that we're encouraged to strive for in, in our culture. And small talk can be very stressful for HSPs and introverts. But that's not to say if you want to 
uh, get good at being in big groups, at being able to talk to strangers. If that is a goal that you want to set yourself and something you want to work on, then of course that's that that can be done. And if if you see the benefits, then that is something you can go for. And, and I myself, you know, I, I've done another training about um, how to overcome your hatred of small talk. Because I wanted to improve my ability to be able to make small talk with people I didn't know. That was something that was important to me. But it doesn't need to be something that you feel that you should be doing or that you need to change to do. It can be something if you want to, rather than just what's expected. Okay. And of course, we've all grown up with the unhelpful names for introverts, things like being antisocial or shy or boring or lame, you know. If you'd rather stay in, that's not seen as something that's uh, a good thing. So it can be difficult for us to be ourselves. And again, you know, cultural role models are often extroverts, if not downright psychopaths. You know, we um, there's lots of glorification of cold-blooded murderers who are frankly psychopaths. If you look at things like James Bond or, or Tommy Shelby in Peaky Blinders, uh, these people are not HSPs, are they? So I think we need some good... Um, introvert or HSP role models in our culture so that we can flourish more. Our world is set up where the talkative extrovert is the gold standard and we may be left feeling like we have to overcome our introvert traits to fit in with the extrovert world. But I think once you realise this it becomes easier to accept that you don't have to fit into that mold you know why should we change who we are to fit into what is culturally acceptable you know to make it easier for other people you know we don't expect ext extroverts to stay in, in or do things in small groups or you know stay in more than they want to so why can't we just be ourselves and choose to live our lives in the way that suits us and allows our nervous systems to be uh, to flourish you don't have to be talkative and you're not lesser because you don't dominate the conversation you know there's the sort of feeling of like the alpha female or male the person who like leads everything and talks you know that's the gold standard that we're striving to be but you don't have to and you don't need to overcome your quietness you know, it's not something that's negative that you need to strive to reduce in your life. And it's okay to prefer small groups. It's okay to take your time to get to know people. Because what I find as an introvert is, even though you maybe don't have such a huge circle of friends, or um you may be like socializing less you maybe have extremely rich relationships with the people that you do know and you that evolves more slowly over time than perhaps someone who is extroverted so there is a huge huge richness in your relationships it's just different and despite what people think being an introvert doesn't mean you're shy or lack confidence you know i myself i class myself as an introvert I can do public speaking or, you know, post videos on the internet that are seen by thousands of people. 
but I class myself as an introvert, but I don't necessarily say that I'm shy or lack confidence. And I think that perhaps when I was growing up, my mum is an extrovert and I would be sort of pushed towards uh, having conversations with her adult friends and, and maybe I would cling onto her leg a bit and it'd be like, oh, she's shy, she's shy. I was constantly told that I was shy, which is not always that helpful for a child and the coach once told me a long time ago that children are not shy they are just discerning they have a smaller comfort zone and they're just being a bit more picky about who they choose to open up to so you may have been told that you're shy and that might not be true at all you might just have a different way of getting through your life and the way that you choose to socialize and your circles of friends introverts just have different needs to extroverts and these needs need to be acknowledged and met rather than suppressed because there's a lot of suppressing of introverts going on what are your introvert needs is there anything that comes to you off the top of your head what keeps your battery charged you know what what keeps your cup full all the other cliches i can come out with but um can you do to honor yourself and your well-being so for many introverts it's alone time they really do need that alone time to recharge and fill their batteries up to honor their own well-being peace and quiet you know away from too many noises voices tvs radios peace and quiet okay but you know many hsps do struggle with too many noises no rushing. Rushing can be very stressful for introverts and HSPs. And no gossip, which might be um, new to you. You know, I find gossip very addictive and have engaged in it in my life. But of recently, I realized that actually getting involved in that way and talking about people doesn't suit my nervous system. I can still get drawn into it and I have to be careful not to be but it doesn't suit my nervous system and I would rather not do it. Being in nature is really important, like, you know, for many of us, but especially for HSPs and introverts, it helps them to recharge and feel good. And having a tidy environment. Now, many introverts and HSPs are attracted to minimalism, you know, clearing away excess clutter. Because being in an environment where there's lots of things around can be very distracting if your nervous system is processing lots and lots of inputs. And even if you're surrounded by things which have good memories, it can send you off thinking and getting distracted about stuff. Or otherwise, being around clutter can simply be a way of reminding you that you've got tasks to do. And so having a tidy, clear environment can be something that is very helpful for introverts and it helps to keep them uh keep their battery charged and avoiding parties yeah if you find parties are draining it's okay to avoid them rest i mean rest is important for all of us rest is not the same as sleep rest is when you are not working not playing rest is rest and yeah it's it's essential for making sure that we're not overwhelmed and overstretched. Music similarly can be very, very nourishing to the introvert 
introvert nervous system and you may know of particular type of music that is particularly beneficial for you and if you do then I urge you to acknowledge that and to give yourself plenty of it and it's good food you know uh, a good nourishing homemade meal can be very grounding and can help take us out of our heads if we're feeling overwhelmed and back into our bodies so that might be something that you hadn't thought of that was good for sensitive people introverts what else is there anything else that springs to mind that you know helps you and maybe you're not giving yourself enough of it and so what I'd like you to do is just to acknowledge that these things nourish you and allow them to be priorities in your life rather than things that get pushed to the bottom of the list because they are honoring your well-being and allowing you to flourish as who you really are and they allow you to bring your introvert qualities to the fore and let them shine but it's not always that easy is it to protect ourselves from overwhelm from things which suppress us or are stressful for us so you might need some help with some boundaries so what boundaries can you put in place to ensure that you shine okay so it might be something like time boundaries they are very simple to set so if you are doing something with someone or you're going somewhere think carefully about how much time is optimal for you to devote to that activity and be clear with the person say oh I'm going to come for two hours or I have to leave at 4 30 especially if you are dealing with somebody who is um, likely to try and talk you around or make you feel guilty or say something like oh you don't have to go now do you or stay a bit longer these time boundaries really help to protect you from um, being stretched more than you want to be for they help to protect you from people who make too many demands on your time and your energy and everybody knows when where you stand if you think about what's going to work for you and you let you let everybody know okay how much time you're willing to devote similarly with calendar management be mindful when you're booking things into your calendar about how much space in between you are going to need to recharge to be at your best and even if you have someone that wants to see you soon but you know you've got other stuff it's okay to put that person off to a time when you're going to be able to give them your best self you know maybe you can only do uh, it only suits you to have one thing booked in in the weekend so even if you don't have anything booked for example on a Sunday that doesn't mean you're doing nothing that's your important recharging time okay and similarly when you're arranging things think carefully about the time of day that suits you best what works for you? Are you a morning person? Do you prefer the afternoon or the evening? Don't be afraid to be clear about stating what works for you and your nervous system and the size of group. Um, I was working with a client last year and she met a group of friends and she realized that going out with a group of four people was the maximum that she enjoyed because above that, she found it stressful to have to be competing to get conversation you know too many people talking at once and it was just generally something that made an outing less enjoyable for her so 
it's okay to say, actually, you know, I'm going to pass. Could we do something with a smaller group? Or can I just meet you for lunch? You know, if one-on-one works much better for you, it's okay to say that. Your friends will rather you be at your best than to be stressed and struggling in an environment that simply doesn't work for you. And, you know, a boundary is making sure you have plenty of time when you're doing something so you don't have to rush. Because, as I said, you know, rushing to get out the door or to get somewhere can be very stressful for an introvert or a sensitive person and probably for lots of other people. But once we acknowledge that, we can make sure that we structure our lives as much as we can so that we don't have to rush, so that we are at our best, so that we are honouring our own well-being. And you might find once you start to have a think about this, that uh, you might need to keep certain people at arm's length. And typically it might be people who make you feel guilty or who try and talk you round when you've stated your needs and what you want to do. They might try and talk you round or manipulate you into doing something that suits them, which, you know, they're, they're allowed to do that. But your job is to put up the boundary around what suits you. Okay, so that you can protect yourself, you can protect your own well-being. So I wonder if you know if there's anyone in your life that is a bit of a tricky character who maybe you don't enjoy seeing so much or just only on certain terms. Okay, you might need to think about keeping those people at arm's length. What or who is suppressing your introvert soul? So, yeah, there could be some people in your life that make it difficult for you to be your quiet, sensitive self? Or is there something else in your life? Is there an activity that you do that really you feel you should be enjoying, but you're not? Or is there something about your job or your work that is really suppressing your soul? You know, that might sound a bit extreme, but you have the opportunity to put things in place that work for you, okay? What needs to be released from your life? What is it that isn't working for you that's not allowing you to be who you really are? And if you don't know, your body is a great source of information and will tell you all sorts of things about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So for example, what does it mean when you feel tired? What does it mean when you feel anxious? Or if you just feel like off, you know, something doesn't feel quite right. Or if you get a feeling of dread, I mean, dread is a fantastic barometer to tell us that um, something isn't working for us. If you're going somewhere and you're dreading it, it's not a good sign, is it? Or when you feel tired, yeah, maybe you've been doing too much of something and you need to recalibrate, you need to recalibrate that, okay? So don't ignore the signals that your body is giving you through your emotions and how you feel. That is all valuable information for you to start releasing what no longer works for you. What do you need that does work for you? You know, so opposite of these feelings, what makes you feel light or excited or joyful or relaxed? Those are things that are great to have in your life. So I guess what my big takeaway message is from our talk today is Give yourself permission to be you. You don't have to change. 
to fit into the extrovert world. You know, you're not wrong for being quiet or less talkative. But as I said before, you know, if you did want to work on being able to talk to strangers more or on your confidence, if you do think you have a confidence issue, those are things that can be worked on if it's of your own volition rather than feeling that you should be different, like beating yourself up for not being the same as everybody else, which may be some messages that you might have got from childhood about that. Okay, so accepting your introversion is key. You know, it's nothing to be, um, it's not a, a failing. Because I think that often people think that it is a failing, especially as I was saying with the unkind names that we sometimes get for not wanting to socialize as much as other people. It's not a failing, it's just a different kind of nervous system or personality trait. And you are wonderful with wonderful introvert superpowers. <laughs>